TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Like, sports is running out of things that I haven't seen before. Unbelievable endings throughout the NFL. A really good game by the Golden State Warriors with no Steph Curry involved. We all know why. For the first time ever, an entertaining soccer game was actually played. All right, maybe it wasn't the first time ever. First time ever for me, I watched. That was good. That was drama-filled. Way to go, soccer. Welcome. We got a huge Monday for you here on 95.7 The Game. I know a lot of people are getting ready for their big Christmas week, but if you're still with us, we're still with you all week long. Ray and I are in. We're going to have abbreviated shows tomorrow and on Wednesday with the Warriors wrapping up their road trips. That means we got to make haste with the time that we have today. A full show for you, and we got a good one. Michael Irvin at 4.15, Peter King at 5 o'clock. You couldn't have two finer gentlemen dropping on by to recap what was an absolutely insane week 15 historic comebacks wild finishes ray for the first time ever the raiders are on the right side of the biggest clown show i've ever seen on a football field oh congratulations las vegas raiders you, you it's it's not about the raiders i mean that was just a gift from god but the team that was always the most prepared and the one that never made the brutal mistake is the one that made the mistake. Well, the New, and the New England Patriots were always the most prepared, the smartest, and the least likely to have bad luck tip up on them. Right. But they had like several guys on the same play do the stupidest thing possible. I mean, not just one or two, but four that I could count. It was extraordinary. In a tie game. They thought they had to score the winning touchdown with no time left. It, it, look, the the bloom is off the Bill Belichick rose since Tom Brady left, and he's got a big problem with a quarterback who might not be an NFL quarterback. So, what a what a show we got for you today. Um, the Warriors looked right in Toronto behind a career high from Jordan Poole. Yeah, Draymond Green going up there and hitting threes like he was getting a currency exchange rate north of the border. It was it was an unbelievable night for Draymond, who takes a step forward on the all-time franchise's game played list that's worth telling you about. Um, it was just a special weekend of football. We had 12 of 15 games in Week 15 decided by one score that's tied for the most in a single week of football in NFL history. So, you know, Monday night, do your thing. We could, we could achieve... Absolute no doubt about it. Maximum football with a little Monday night football game that comes nice and close. And, Ray, I'm going to spare you the indignity of maximum football. But I do want to get you a holiday greeting. That's right. Special time of year. Ray, you're going to dress like Santa on Friday. Send everyone home happy. I'm not coming to work on Friday. Oh, you got Friday off, don't yep. you? Lucas, do we know that? I think Nahagian is pretty much vamoosed for the rest of the year. Who do we? How could you tell the difference? Uh, the smell. No. <laughs> no. Fair enough. No. Uh, no. So, yeah. Well, he, he deserves it. Oh, Alan Styles is stepping on in on a Friday afternoon. 
It'll be a nice way to wrap up the year. But uh, in the meantime, I guess I am saddled with you, poopy kittens. Hey, I'm sorry. No, no, don't I mean, be. Terry Hall died today. I don't, I can't be focused on that. Who? Lead singer for the specials. Oh. One of the best ever. Okay. When's the last time the specials had a hit? Last year. Really? Yeah. I did. I, I need to. I need to know more about this. Well, um, thank you for bringing up death in the opening monologue. Nothing really gets well, the show rolling quite like you're that. You're the one who started linking me and Santa Claus. You deserve what you get. Hey, I. You know, you could do it. You got that job down in Tanforan. You're making all the kids happy. I thought for sure. Once again, thought you for keep sure. Keep asking for it. So look. My opinion of soccer means very little to anyone listening because you all know I pretty much ain't in for a good time. I, I just, I'm, 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 I'm done apologizing. I don't have to like everything that everyone else likes. Um, I think that the first half, Ray, of the World Cup is uh, like every other first half of a 2 nothing soccer game that's ever been played. The minute France tied that game up, something special happened. I mean, the most entertaining, actual back and forth. You know, it wasn't one of those, hey, maybe there'll be a corner kick for people to lean into since nothing's happened for the last 50 minutes. It was spectacular. There was about a 45-minute window where soccer absolutely had my full attention. The start, totally forgettable. The window, amazing. And then the least satisfying ending on the planet is what they decided to put the cherry on top of what you are admitting. I don't want to put words in your mouth, so you tell everyone what you already told me. It's the greatest soccer game ever played. It's a big statement from someone who lives an understated sports life. Biggest stage. The two best players in the world were at their very best. It was tension throughout. Andres Cantor. And the referee didn't screw the game up. It's everything you could possibly want. The referee I mean, was it almost it almost eliminates the fact that it is a blood-soaked tournament. You can't forget that. But in terms of one day, one game, that's as good as it can be. It was spectacular. Like the minute that so first of all, for the first time in what World Cup finals history, we have back-to-back -back goals in consecutive minutes. Yeah, you had the penalty kick. Then you had France's second goal. So now you're tied up. And then all of a sudden a game that is, uh, look, I mean, I, I know enough about soccer that 2 nothing means this thing's over, basically. But France did what it needed to do to make that thing interesting. And then Bedlam broke out. I mean, really. Ending on penalty kicks, I just, I don't get it. Can you please explain it to me, why they've chosen to do that? Because to me, it's just, this sport values time less than any other sport like they don't even keep it on field the players don't even know until they hear a whistle then they're just going to kind of guesstimate whatever injury time might have actually occurred and they'll tack that on to the end of the game i mean the sport literally does not care about time right up until they decide well there can't be any more time put into this game we need to go to penalty kicks it would be like settling the masters by walking off the course at Augusta and going to like a putt-putt to see who could, you know, drop it through the, the windmill first. It just, I don't get it. They changed the rule 19 years ago because they thought that people would not want to watch a game that goes on into infinity because both teams would be too worried about giving up a goal to try to score a goal. Um, Dems the brakes. Well... I mean, here's it's, the a, it's a it's a it's a profoundly unsatisfying way to solve this problem. I get the logic, but the logic is stupid. They just they didn't want both teams sitting back and just playing kickball for the rest of time. But I think the real reason why they got rid of it, what got rid of what they called the golden goal, which is basically sudden death, is because they TV didn't want a soccer game that lasts four and a half hours. So I would understand why you wouldn't want a regular season soccer game or maybe any of the knockout round or leading up to the group games to be a never-ending story. But it is the final of the World Cup. I mean, if that isn't let them play until they die, what what could possibly be? I, yeah. I just don't understand it. And it was a wildly unsatisfactory ending to a game that, 
How about this? I don't even like soccer, and if they had just kept on playing, I would have just kept on watching. Yeah. That's how good that actually was. No, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, it just it 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 made the shootout so anticlimactic that you'd have probably been better off just turning it off, just right at the end of extra time. But you know, as it is, the day was not ruined by it. That's how good the game was. The shootout didn't ruin it. Did the right team win? Was the outcome satisfactory? Either way, because both teams played so well. Whoever loses doesn't feel bad about... Well, they feel bad about losing, but they don't feel like they had left anything or done anything tactically stupid. There was... You know, somebody was going to have to lose that, that SOB at some point. When we and I don't think there's anybody outside the French national team who feels like they didn't get their money's worth. When we sit around and talk about the greatest soccer player ever, do we now have to officially put the word Messi in front of the name Pele? Probably in front of Pele, there is still a debate about him or Maradona. But probably, I mean, Pele's got more World Cups than anybody. Won three times. But that was when Brazil was so much better than everybody right. else. Right, let's face it. If I had been on that Brazil team, they're winning World Cups. And they probably would have lost in the... I would have been a final. late substitution. Very late, like after the game. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he's he's in a list of three. He's now, I think he's regarded as, you know, reputationally better than Cristiano Ronaldo. And now it's a question of, you know, Maradona or Pele. You want to say it's the best game in the history of soccer? I'm not going to agree or, or disagree with you because I don't even know what soccer is when I'm looking at it. And that was the best 45 minutes the sport has ever entertained me with. I mean, it was it was fantastic. My wife was leaning into that game. We, I mean, it was it was real. That actually happened. That was really really good. It was a great day for soccer. Today's a great day for me, Ray, because we're officially as far away from the next World Cup as mathematically possible, and it's going to come to the North continent. America. It's come to Levi Stadium, and forty eight teams too. So there will be many more games. Yeah, it feels like that's the wrong thing to do. Like the, uh, the, the, I think it's the too NCAA, many. But yeah, the NCAA tournament doesn't need to expand. That's a perfect tournament. Yeah, well, World Cup's kind of well, a perfect. The tournament. NCAA tournament used to be twenty. Now it's sixty-eight. So, right. Well, greed will overcome all. It sure does. Well, uh, just take that month off. The Telemundo broadcast is uh, spectacular. Infinitely better than and the American broadcast. We didn't watch a lick of it on the American broadcast. Well, I mean, I watched enough during the initial rounds to know you turn that crap off and you go to Cantor on Telemundo. We will be celebrating uh, Andres Cantor before this game is over today. We're going to be celebrating one of the more spectacular, memorable, historical weeks of football we've seen in a while. And it started off with the 49ers clinching the West. It could end tonight with the L.A. Rams officially throwing down the gauntlet of the worst title defense in the history of the Super Bowl. We got a lot to get into today, and we got the two right guys to stop on by and try to frame what it is we saw on the football field this weekend. Michael Irvin at 415, and about an hour from now, Peter King at 5 o'clock, and that's how we're doing it today. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. We are brought to you by Lucky California. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
The game. Check out that merch store. You can officially bask in it. 957thegameshop.com is where you can go to find it. We uh, are thrilled to have you here today. Damon and Ratto. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. People chatting away, enjoying each other. We, you can reach us on the text line as well. It is uh, good to have you here today. I know a lot of people pretty much said, yeah, we're going to you know, kind of wrap up the concept of working for the year already. So, good to have you here. Thanks very much for choosing us today. we got a great show for you. Michael Irvin at 4.15. At 5 o'clock, it's going to be Peter King. And we're going to talk about the right way for the Niners to land this rocket ship that they're on right now. Because they got the Commanders on Christmas Eve at home. The Niners are already a 7.5-point favorite in that game. They're going to have the Raiders on New Year's Day in Las Vegas. And the Cardinals on January 8th, that's going to be the final home game of the year. And if I'm the Niners, Ray, you know what I want to do? I kind of want to put Brock Purdy into, let's just call it less than normal game flow situations. And I'm not saying that you can use these last three games like a scrimmage. But I would love to install some things that might make Brock a little uncomfortable. I'm talking about running some offense outside of the parameters of the normal Kyle Shanahan offense, which means going up tempo, some two-minute, just to get him ready to do that should that fall upon him once the playoffs start. You know, those are going to be good teams that they're running into, and you just can't you know, say, well, you know, our defense is going to allow more than 14 points in any playoff game either. That's probably not going to happen. So I, I, I think that Kyle's got a luxury built into the end of this season that when you look at the beginning of the season, there was just no way to think that that was going to be a possibility. Yeah, I, I don't think, one, that Kyle Shanahan feels like he can do that yet. And I'm not sure that giving a guy more than he's ready to eat is ever a good idea. I think that's going to have to be determined in practices to give him more sort of up-tempo, no huddle, all that stuff. Do that in practice. Save the game for, you know, how you want to play. But you just, you can't simulate a you game You can't, but you know what? You don't count, you don't count your chickens before they're hatched. And you don't start playing playoff games before it's time for the playoffs. I, I think it's a, it makes sense conceptually but I don't think it make makes sense in reality. I think you just say this is what we want you to do, do this and we keep winning. Ideally for the 49ers that Arizona game will be a full Josh Johnson game. I mean there's no reason to get Brock hurt and he now needs to be treated like any QB1 heading to the postseason. And oh by the way, there is a development of a QB1 heading to the postseason that is just in the last hour or so started popping up on Twitter timelines and on the front page of ESPN.com. Jalen Hurts has a shoulder injury that might shut him down the rest of the year. And given the fact that the Eagles are you know, assured a buy in the one seat almost at this point... Um, he might not play football for a month. And if you were asking me what's something that could slow down a team that just is not slowing down at any point in time, a little rust on a quarterback might be just what does it. I mean, if if I were the Eagles, I would be nervous about this season for the very first time this season with this news here today. That's a big, big deal. Jalen Hurts, I think, has laid down an incredibly strong argument to be named MVP. He's had a hell of a year. It's a hell of a team. Um, the Eagles, unlike the 49ers, are very quarterback dependent. Um, and so I think they're going to feel his loss more than the 49ers would have felt Garoppolo's loss or, God forbid, Brock Purdy's loss. Because I think they are not quarterback-centric. It's the one danger of the modern football. It's that if your quarterback down goes down, nine times out of eight, you're screwed. And the Eagles might be screwed because of this. Um, because it sounds like 
this is going to be one of those, well, we're going to reevaluate in three weeks, the old warrior scam. And if they reevaluate in three weeks, it means he won't be ready for six. And that's most of the postseason. And I don't want to sit there and ex- you know extrapolate how long I think he's going to be out. But it's a good thing that the Cowboys lost on Sunday in a hideous game because they've clinched the division now. So the only thing they have to worry about is staying ahead of Minnesota, which is the luckiest team in football. So, by the way, uh, Jeff Saturday just... Signature signature loss. Not a lot of people have signature losses. There you go, Jeff. But uh, we'll we'll get into all that with Michael Irvin and Peter King a little bit later on. Um, if you are the 49ers, you probably send like a a flaming bag of dog poop to Jeff Saturday's house because if the Niners were going to climb up and take a two seed. The Minnesota Vikings dropping that game to the Colts would have gone a long way to making that a reality. And that didn't happen. Uh, I mean, a 33-point lead surrendered. To call it historic is to insult history. History. It truly is. Um, When teams have taken 30-point leads in the history of football, they were 1,548 one and one. Uh, I want to say that again. With a 30-point lead, professional football teams throughout history have been 1,548 games to the good, one loss, one tie. That is a, as Roger Sherman pointed out in a comprehensive What Went Wrong piece on The Ringer, a 99.903 winning percentage And the Colts blew a 33-point lead after halftime and lose in overtime to the Vikings. Jeff Saturday's team had just given up 33 points to Dallas in the fourth quarter not only two weeks ago. When Jim Ursay, who is, you know, clearly put more thought into touring around the country to show off his guitars and his band than hiring an interim head coach, he actually said, and I'm quote, I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that is in this league. Well, you know, fear is incredibly helpful to survival instincts. Fear can be a good thing. And Jeff Saturday is going to be back in Bristol talking football, not coaching football, as soon as this year is over. Like, I can't believe that wasn't a tarmac dismissal right there. Well, but the thing was, I don't think it was so much... Anything that he did, I think when when the when the Vikings got within two scores, the Colts simply the players panicked. That's where you saw the fear. But isn't it the coach? I mean, Saturday it, wasn't it, brought in to be a, a, a you know a, a strategist. He no, was there a, to no. be the motivator. Yeah, but you can't motivate somebody who's decided to be shell shocked, and they all were shell shocked. I mean, they just you could just see it when when the Vikings scored the second time. They all believed it's over. We're gonna. We're not winning this game. You could just. The shoulders were slumped. Their heads were down. And there's only so much a coach can do when 53 guys decide to start looking for their lunch pails. You know what? The first thing I would do, I'd say, let's just take this clock down to one second every single play. How about that, Matt Ryan? Let's just start right there. Let's burn clock like it was a matchbook. Go no huddle and then just stand at the line of scrimmage till 0-1. Absolutely. Whatever you need to do to not run this play before you have to probably gets you in the barn. There was an NCAA tournament game years ago where Arizona was up huge on Illinois. And if Arizona had just come down the court, held the ball and let a shot clock violation just occur, it would have been a better strategy than playing the last five minutes the way that they played. I'm, it, 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 I, like, I just don't understand how you can let such a big lead slip away and you're snapping the ball, you know, 15 seconds left in a play clock and, and throughout the third quarter. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it right there. That's the one thing Jeff Saturday could have done. I, I guess I it's will, also one I thing grant, that Ryan yeah. could have done too. I, yeah, I will grant you both of those things, but there's a reason why Jeff Saturday is coaching this team. It's because they stink and they know they stink. And they proved it. In fact, they 
they were twice as bad as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were by blowing a 17-0 lead in the first half yesterday. It's almost like the NFL said, boy, that was a great World Cup game. We better start doing something out of the ordinary to save our audience. Well, and they did. That's twice. You know, to me, as, as people were trying to argue with me back and forth why soccer or football is better than football, like my argument would be the comebacks that you saw in football, our football, is why that is the more interesting sporting event. Because essentially, throughout the history of soccer, every single game has been played to a final of one to nothing, two to one, or two to nothing. Like that that's it. Like you, you have basically three scores available, and the minute somebody goes up to nothing, that's pretty much the other team is donezo. Maybe just maybe you score a goal and then Oh, you'll have one or two interesting corner kicks that'll, you know, the whole world will pretend, oh, this is the beautiful game. No, what you saw on the football field, the catastrophe, that to me is beautiful. That oh, no, it was, insanity yeah. is well, what is beautiful I mean, about sports. How Washington got hosed at the end of last night's game. Isn't that great? was hilarious. I mean, it just it's like the NFL said, you know what? That the the, the spruced up halftime show isn't getting it done. The three-hour pregame shows aren't getting it done. Let's just make the game itself a pie fight. The, and they did. The fatwa is in against Daniel Snyder's ownership. If it's, only. It's officially trickled onto the field. Yeah, if, if, if that was true, I would like the NFL far more. As it is, I want this to continue to keep happening until he's frog-walked to a Louisiana prison farm to spend the rest of his days. Next, apparently, to Donald Trump. How about that? That was fascinating. You want to you you do some politics? Well, we could do a minute. He's not here. How about this? That guy is a crook. The end. I think that summarizes it. By the way, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. Let's go back to making the sports fans happy. Nothing made sports fans happier than hearing Andres Cantor's call on Telemundo. And by the way, this does last... 15 minutes. So enjoy. We we could go on for about another six minutes. We just gotta cut it off, right? It was it was it was beautiful. It was just awesome. Just Ray, I mean, I know you don't like over emoting American broadcasters, but give me a man from Argentina watching his childhood team win a World Cup on his favorite players' watch, and then something special happened in that booth. It reminds me of the time that. Al Michaels broke into tears doing that Jacksonville Houston game a couple of years ago. <laughs> it was no, it's phenomenal. I mean, just it's that's another thing that made it great. Absolutely, it just it's you know, and you, your diatribe about the sport notwithstanding, there are moments where you just go, yeah, that's magic, and it. It's never out of context with the game itself, which is why you can have magic in football. You can have magic in baseball. You can have magic in any sport. That game yesterday 
was pure magic. And you don't get very many of those, and you never get it when all the chips are in the table. That's probably what took it over the top. You know what I thought? I mean, you tell me if my novice soccer eyes are right or wrong. The most magical moment of the entire game is when Argentina looked like it had a straight-up point-blank goal, and then a defender... Just this French guy comes in out of absolutely nowhere. He wasn't even in the screen and makes one of the grading, greatest sliding tackles saves that before the ball even got to the goalie and the goalie was out of position. I mean, that was that game was over right there, and that guy just miracled himself into it. I mean, it, that that was to me the most amazing thing that happened on the field. I couldn't believe he oh. got to that ball. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean that's the thing. It if you haven't done this yet and i'm not saying you but anybody find the game again and watch it again it's worth it pick it up at halftime uh, no you can watch it before you want to see the setup i mean what you could watch vikings colts but you need to see the first half to get the full context of what happened in the second that was a clown show for the vikings in the first oh quarter i mean it was they, here, here's here's a stat their their margin their margin of uh their, their their point differential going into that game was minus one. At halftime, it was minus 34. And at the end of the night, it was plus two. I don't want to... I don't, you know how, much, how, how little I like to give you uh, compliments of any way, shape, or form. You had maybe the best tweet of your entire life as soon as that game went final. Spectacular cover by the Colts. They covered, baby. They got hooked. <laughs> That was great. That was great. But look, that was the, the football had itself a weekend. F O O T B O L F U oof B O L. I don't know how you spell football the other way. F U T, like it sounds. Okay, good. Uh, it was great. It was great. It really, it was an awful lot of fun. And someone's like, is that enough to officially achieve maximum football? Again, I, I want Ray no, to enjoy. It is not. I want Ray to enjoy this day. It's no. it's a good day for soccer. You can fan. play it again when Daniel Snyder's convicted. 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 How about Not, just sold? No. No. He's got he's got to be he's got to be wearing an orange jumpsuit and picking a litter off the highway. And I don't mean the side of the highway. I mean the fast <laughs> The dotted yellow line. Uh, just a, a little bit more from Andres Cantor. Mamuntiel. You know the best thing about that, of all the great things in that? The analyst, his entire contribution to those six minutes was going, ah, and then shutting up for the rest of it. Yeah, didn't step didn't on his play by another play guy. peep. It was Vin Scully in Spanish. The, uh, the video, like the, the shot video of Cantor making that call. He's crying, he's weeping, and then... His his color guy comes in and just kind of like side hugs him, and that's yeah. and that's it. That's just, great support right there. Yeah, I I I don't want to be the guy in the booth with you when you leap out of it and fall to your death to the stands below. If that's the greatest call in football, here was the greatest call in football from over the weekend. I bring you to the last three seconds. At Allegiant Stadium. Now on a third and ten, three seconds left. Jones will give it to Steeler and Sammy started right. He runs it up the middle, hit by Chandler. Jones slips and hit across the 45 with a stiff arm. Off a tackle at the 40. He lost the football. And Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. Oh my Jones God. is picked up by Chandler Jones. He breaks away to the 30. He runs to the 20. He runs to the 10. He runs to the end zone. This might be 
one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. And a victory for Las Vegas. It's Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak on the Patriots Radio Network and Ray. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. Is the other A-plus moment from a color commentator yeah. this past weekend. I mean, it's... <laughs> He, w- he is as invested in the Patriots as Andres Cantor is in Argentina. Oh, yeah. Zolak? Absolutely. Yeah. Only he just watched his team throw up in a way that you can only explain either because five guys forgot the game situation at the same time or gamblers got to the Patriots. You can't lose a game that way. You can't. And yet they did it. And as I'm watching it, I'm just going, this didn't, no, this is like a cartoon. Uh, It took me about a minute to process it. And I still really haven't because they're denying that, the players are denying that they forgot the the situation. They're saying, oh no, we were running that lateral play even though the game was tied and all we have to do is run out of bounds and then try a field goal. Look, the Duchess is in town. I got two kids, we're trimming trees, baking cookies. I did not see that in real time. It oh. wasn't until like an hour later where I saw it as part of the replay package on, you know, as as as, as I'm tuned into whatever the next group of games that was up on NFL Network and I'm watching Red Zone and then I see it and I was just like, "What?" I mean, I am I, I'm running out of things that I've never seen before because I have never ever seen a football game end like that before an intercepted pick six lateral to end the game an intercepted an intercepted lateral pick six to win the game in a game that was tied where you didn't need the lateral no that's the thing that makes it magic it's the fact that they weren't down one it was a tie the worst thing that could happen is they're going to overtime where the raiders have proven for time immemorial that they are the ones who throw the lateral in the tie game That's a, for the first time ever and this is the, here you go like to our remaining Raider loyalists in this audience you're finally on the right side of history maybe for the first time ever of ridiculous history I know that the Raiders used to have a glorious past and all that stuff but since all that ended it's been a clown show of the first, like, should replace Autumn Wind about 20 years ago. And that was the single most clownish thing I've ever seen to end a game. And it involved the Raiders, and the Raiders didn't do it. And the least likely of all suspects did commit the crime. Bill Belichick. We're going to talk about how the bloom is off that guy's rose when we come on back. Michael Irvin at 415. Peter King at 5 o'clock today. Two perfect guests to talk about what was an extraordinary week 15 in this league. Stick around. Damon and Rattle here on 95.7 The Game. It's great to have you here today. We are brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. In about a half an hour, the Hall of Famer, the playmaker Michael Irvin's going to join us here. Five o'clock, Peter King stops on by to talk about just a remarkable weekend of football. I want to go back to it one more time. Now on a third and ten, three seconds left. Jones will give it to Steelen. Sammy started right. He runs it up the middle. Hit by Chandler. Jones slips and hit across the 45 with a stiff arm. Off attack with the 40. He lost the football. And Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. Throw oh Jones God. is picked up by Chandler Jones. He breaks away to the 30. He runs to the 20. He runs to the 10. He runs to the end zone. Unreal. 
tonight. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. <laughs> and a victory for Las Vegas. That's just, that's a great call. We got, uh, uh, Oh, what's what's my man's name again? Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak on the Patriots Radio Network. It's just glorious. Absolutely a glorious call. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. The best thing about that play, Ramondre Stevenson broke a number of tackles. The first tackle he broke was by Chandler Jones, who didn't really do anything after that and was just standing there watching the Patriots run down the field. And then all of a sudden... While he's still standing there doing nothing, the ball comes floating to him at about 16 frames a second. It's like slow motion. And it just lands in his stomach, and he just goes, hey. I should run that way now. Look what I, how did this happen? And it took him like a second to process it. And then he only really had to, you know, beat Matt Jones to get to the end zone. But he's the guy who missed the tackle on the guy who began the goofiest play in history and ended up being the guy who ended it. The way that Chandler Jones started running with that ball, it's like in Forrest Gump, <laughs> where they're, you know, the, the Alabama receives the kickoff, and the one guy runs it over to Forrest, and he's like, okay, start running, Al. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, and, and for the first few steps, it wasn't like he was getting any trade. It's like he was running in place, and then it just like his legs said, I, I don't do this for a living. And then all of a sudden, it just kicked in. It was hilarious. A uh, couple of quick texts on the Infinity Mobile X line. Ooh, the Duchess is in town. Oatmeal scotchies. Will they be in the oven? Absolutely. Thank you very much for asking. And then somebody here from the 510 says, LOL, Damon acts like the Bears have won more Super Bowls than the Raiders. Look at it this way. They've won more. One more. They've won a Super Bowl more recently than you have. And that's 1985. So when it comes to winning Super Bowls, both Raiders fans and Bears fans should just shut the hell up. There's, it's so part of ancient history, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I will guarantee you that the Chicago Bears will win a Super Bowl before the Raiders do. You can't guarantee that. I can guarantee that because Justin Fields is on his way, baby. And look, I don't even root for the Bears anymore. They've pissed me off so much. But they do lead the NFL this year in entertaining losses. So that's nice, whatever that means. Yeah, that 3-11 and record looks great. Hey, but it was entertaining. Uh, they have the worst record in the conference with, with Justin Fields. That tells you that the other 52 guys are god-awful. Well, they were four other really good guys on the team, and they traded them. So, Nevertheless. That's how that was. Justin Fields has never had a year like this. No. They should have lucked into five wins just by accident. And yet... Every week, Justin Fields, phenomenal performance. Bears lose by 10. Who's a better quarterback, David Carr or Justin Fields? Who would you? Who? David Carr? Oh, I don't think there's right, much. Derek Carr. Who would I take now? I'd take Fields. But I have a feeling that he, like Justin, like uh, Jalen Hurts, is a guy who's going to be less effective once it becomes clear that he can't run the ball the way he used to because he's been beaten up. He's not long for the league, I don't think. No, he, I don't think so either. It's a... It's a strategy that is delightful in the short run, poor in the long run. I mean, Lamar Jackson is not playing now, and Baltimore is harder to watch than any other team in the league. I mean, I don't know if you watched any of that nightmare. Uh, I, I, I watched enough to say to myself, I'm going to spend a little bit more time with my family. This game is like watching paint dry. Yeah, and then you screwed up and spent time with your family when you should have been watching Raiders. I, I did blow that Raiders a little. Patriots. Um, not just a little. That's one you'll never live down. That's the one you need to tell your kid, your sons about when they're getting ready to leave. And you say, if you ever get married and have kids, you have to block out more time for you. <laughs> Look, I, I, I slept like a baby. I know what happened. I've seen what happened. And it, 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 uh, the fact that I didn't see it in real time, it, it hasn't bothered me. But again, congratulations to Raiders fans for the first time ever in the single greatest clown show I've ever seen to end a game, you're on the winning end. You're taking the clown mask off for the first time, like, ever. <laughs> so, congratulations. By the way, like, the bloom has come so much further off the Bill Belichick rose than the Tom Brady rose to the point where when we really talk about, you know, who is the greatest coach of all time, 
Like, Belichick is doing everything he can to walk away from that conversation. He might be the most successful, but what he is without Brady is kind of a massive loser. Pre-Brady and now post-Brady. So, you know, you need a quarterback and a coach combination to have success in this league. We all know that. We never denied that. But for Bill Belichick to basically be like now officially too clever for his own good, this whole positionless coaching nonsense where he wasn't naming a coordinator on either side of the ball because it just got to do your job. Mac Jones might, like Mac Jones might totally suck, boys and girls. I, I it, It's stunning. He has gotten worse since he's entered the league. And uh, Jacoby Myers, who was the one who threw that, Pass to, well, to, to Chandler Jones. They in fairness, Jones was open. They should. <laughs> you're right about that. They should have left Jacoby Myers at Circus Circus. Like they shouldn't even let him get on the plane. Like and and look, Josh McDaniels actually gets to enjoy one day this year, and that's nice for him. Merry Christmas, Josh. I, I will say this though. I don't think it's the pro- the problem is with Belichick the coach. I think the problem is with Belichick the general manager. That's where not replacing Brady with something even remotely comparable is not nearly the sin as not having players at a bunch of other positions. I mean, their only other real weapon, if you want to look at it, is Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, he's at least a plus running back. But the rest of that, it's they're as mediocre as the Jets used to be. And they're about as much fun to watch. Look, the Raiders were up 17-3 in that game. And they did Everything they normally do to try to blow it and try to lose it. But New England went full Raider before the Raiders did. And that was, it, it's just a stunning ending, a stunning ending. And, and it was a weekend of stunning endings throughout the entire league. 12 of 15 games decided by one score that's tied for the most in a single week in NFL history. And if Monday Night Football bears out, we will have a historic week of football. We had a historic collapse. Um, it's it just, it, it, this league is forever entertaining. It truly is. I bet, no, it's not forever entertaining. Browns-Ravens was a nightmare. And this game tonight will be a nightmare. This game tonight will be awful. As long as it's close, that's all I need. Just make it a one-score game. That's what I'm rooting for now. 2 nothing. Give me 2 nothing. I will stick around 2 nothing and pray that, you know, it doesn't go 10-2. I think if this game is 2 to nothing at any point, and if it ends 10-2, and you don't, you don't spend more time with your family, especially with your mother in town... I think it's grounds for divorce because you can't you can justify skipping the kids doing the stuff with the tree so that you can watch the goofiest ending in football history. <laughs> Someone from the 510 says, can we hear that Raider call in Spanish? I, I wish we had it. <laughs> see if we can find the Raiders Spanish call. Um, I would say, let's see if we can find the Patriots Spanish call. But those L.L. Bean wearing racist, there's no way. I think they have a Spanish yeah, maybe they do. I think they do. Maybe they do. And there's there's money to be had in Spanish broadcasting. Sure so, is. Yeah. But any team that isn't doing that, fools. I could see how the team in New England might not prioritize it. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, they have Hispanics there living, living there, too. Uh, they, they do, but... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> look at it this way. I have lived a lot of places. Connecticut and New England is... Far, far and away, the single most racist place I have ever lived in my life. It's not even close. Like, Connecticut might as well be Mississippi. That may be, That's probably true. I would not dispute that with you. But money is green all over the place. And if you're watching the game, if, you're, if you have a problem with other people's skin color, you're not going to be listening to the Spanish broadcast anyway. So it doesn't even touch you. And I don't think Patriot fans will walk away from their team because they broadcast their games in Spanish, too. <laughs> you're, you're, you'd, you'd hope most wouldn't. That's for sure. Um, there are two questions that have popped up here. And it's the same question, just asked in different ways. But how about Bill Belichick calling Tom Yee, or Don Yee, pardon me, and saying... Maybe it's time for Jimmy Garoppolo to come on home. Bill Belichick needs a quarterback right now. Mac Jones ain't it. 
And there's nothing else in that pipe. There's no Brock Purdy behind Mac Jones. Jimmy Garoppolo going back to the New England Patriots actually is one of the most that makes sense observations I've seen pop up on the text line in a while. That that's a that's a really good idea to the point where I'm wondering if Bill Belichick isn't thinking it too. You really do hate Jimmy Garoppolo, don't you? No. You're going to send him to that team? Hey, it, you're a bastard. They need, they need a starting quarterback. They are going to have the cap room to drop about you know twenty eight to thirty million on him, and there's no way that the 49ers are going to be signing Jimmy for anywhere in that neighborhood of money. So that's not a bad idea. It's Jimmy's it's, just going to want a job. Yeah, but there are jobs and there are jobs, and this job one first of all, the job he's currently got is not yet somebody else's. That's still to be decided. Secondly, the Patriots just did that because guys can't tell who's winning a 24-24 game. That's a death wish. Parcells, or uh, Parcells, God. Belichick may ask, but if I'm Kyle Shane, I'm going, nah, no, 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 taking, no taking back. It's not up to him. Man's free agent at the end of the year. Yeah, but I don't know that, he, that he's not you know, in prime position to have the job when the season starts next year. And I think we've learned that Kyle Shanahan keeps all his options open until he can't do that anymore. So I don't think he's in a hurry to get rid of Garoppolo at all. He might not be in a hurry to get rid of him, but there could be a team that might be in a hurry to sign him, which is going to take the timeline away from the 49ers' decision-making. By the way, welcome, boys and girls, to your 4 o'clock hour. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 